What's up, pizza-themed Christmas decorations? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn some new tricks and to find a better way. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. Pizza, do it again. Pizza-themed Christmas decorations. I see. Um, we got a bunch of like we, you know, we went to go kind of stock up. This this early Thanksgiving has been like a total game changer for us. We are so prepared for the holiday now, <laughs> and it, you know, December hasn't even started yet. Um, so we've been we went and you know picked up wrapping papers and cards and stuff. And there's this whole like pizza <laughs> situation. So like all of our kids' presents are wrapped in pizza wrapping paper. Nice with pizza gift tags. Look, I, I just, love it. Like, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, there's also T-Rex ones that are really neat. Target's kind of low, low-key crushing uh, the Christmas season right now. Good. They often do. They often do. Yeah, we're big fans. Oh, yeah. So uh, what's been up, Dan? We had a lovely interview this past week. Yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. Jeff's a funny guy. I, as you know, I knew, I knew he'd... Um, I knew he'd be enjoyable to, to to listen to. He always is one on one. Here's the thing about so just as a little inside baseball for our listeners, um, we record this on a thing that doesn't monitor your voice back to you. No. And so Adam and I have gotten to where we can hear when the other one sounds terrible, and we do something about that. But when you're interviewing someone, they don't know to say anything about that. So I had my mic plugged into my computer, but it was still listening to me off the laptop's built-in speaker so i sounded like i was down a well yesterday and ironically or last last week and it actually it made me feel wistful and nostalgic <laughs> no, to the, uh, the at, good old and at one point i mentioned oh yeah no we got our sound problems sorted out well i was i actually yeah. said that sounding like i was down a well so yeah <sighs> well i you know you can't win them all didn't win that one but it was a fun talk with jeff and uh yeah. he's a neat guy and he's coming on strong in terms of his marketing and branding and all that stuff and um, yeah I, I enjoyed the conversation a lot um i as the the illustrious title of executive producer. I'm also the lead editor. That's so right. that's right. I was the one cutting that up. There were some other technical uh, glitches that you guys were not privy to, yeah. uh, but it made that interview uh, very interesting to uh, put together. Yeah. Um, my favorite part, especially, was wearing you know very detailed headphones and and hearing the beard noises. <laughs> yeah. That was that yeah. was special. You know, I hope I get to meet him one day because he just seems like a really super interesting person yeah. i mean and, um, he, that was a fun he is the definition of character you know like hey, the guy the guy is a yeah, character absolutely every sense of the word and it, and it carried over so yeah 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 i totally did right it was he showed up on on podcast great and yeah very good awesome. apart from that i've not gigged this week i got a big week uh um happening this week i had took so for my new job i took my first business trip to visit the team that i'm um they don't directly report to me but i direct nice to give, give them their day-to-day assignments um mm-hmm. and they're in knoxville so i went and spent a couple of days there and um saw oh. the glorious sun sphere <laughs> made famous by the simpsons episode I, I don't know i don't know if it's actually full of wigs i didn't ask anyone <laughs> um <laughs> the simpsons episode it is um anyway uh so that was that was um a couple of days out of my week and then i'm doing um the live music um name that tune trivia tomorrow night at 70s nice and and I got a gig with Viva La Muerte on Friday and a private party with uh, the Clinky Lincolns on Saturday. So it's a, it's a full week. Awesome. Yeah. How about you? So um, the only gig, well, <laughs> up until roughly 30 minutes ago, I didn't know if we were doing uh, this tonight or not. Right. Um, it is currently 8.30 p.m. on Wednesday. Um, I got a call roughly around 5.15, uh, somebody asking me to fill in for an acoustic gig right down the road. 
uh, I told him I could do it. And then he called me back and said, Hey, I'd, I really want to do it. And I was like, tell you what, I'm five minutes from the venue. You can call me up until this time and I can mm. be there. Um, but he ended up taking it and that was perfectly fine by me. But before that, I, uh, I had the Sunday gig that I was working on. Um, right. And it was, uh, it was, it was cool to go back into that space and, um, and just be a guitar player. Cause that's not a, that's not a, uh, a role that I play very often. Yeah. Um, and it was cool because I, like, I felt like I did a good job and the, uh, the person who was singing, however, uh, had a, had a rough go, uh, the first set. Mm. Um, it was three songs and, um, he just, he, he got off of the, uh, the tracks, missed his cues and we had to really think in our feet, but the, um, the second go round was really good. And I just, I gotta say, I love my helix. <laughs> it sounded so good. It was so expressive that and the Paul Reed Smith that uh, I've been playing as of recent are just a, uh, a phenomenal duo. And uh, it was just great. I had a blast. I love a gig. It's a blast, right? When it's not, it's a bummer, but when it is, it's amazing. Well, and also the fact that, I mean, it's three songs, you know, you go up, you do your thing, you, you go off stage. It's, it's about as, you know, low key as it gets. And, um, I, I, I got the opportunity to play with a drummer I'd never played with before who really had like a cool attitude and, um, we just kind of clicked and, uh, I was, it, that was really neat. Cool. The other guys, you know, not so much, but anywho, yeah. neither here nor there. Awesome. Hey, um, are you doing any, um, are you prepping any holiday material? You know, it's, we, we started that conversation, um, this afternoon because we do have, uh, we have, a uh, two December dates, one on the 10th and one on the, I think the 26th, no 22nd, sorry. And we were kind of like, we asked our admin, I was like, Hey, did they ask for holiday music? And he's like, no, but you may want to have a couple. Sure. So we just started talking about what songs we would want to do. Uh, and that's a fun conversation. Um, it's a couple of years ago, we released a, uh, a version of last Christmas oh. that was kind of close to the original, but had a bit of a different flair. Um, our female singer sang it and, um, I did all the production. Um, and then we went over to my buddy's studio and he cut vocals and, um, it was great. We had a fun, we had a really fun time doing it. The other two that I'm, I, I, I would like to do is what Christmas means to me by Stevie wonder, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, just love that song. And um, I really like Run Run Rudolph, but the Chuck Berry version is pretty good. But if you take the Chuck Berry version and you, I don't know, add 20 BPM, it's way more fun. <laughs> I mean, if the, the whole idea is if run Rudolph's got to run, you know what I'm saying? So the faster yeah, he yeah, runs... It's not, it's, not, uh, it's not Strut Rudolph. Yeah, the faster he gets there. So there's kind of a, yeah. I've done it in a couple of other bands, but there's just like a fun fast and loose. You just kind of just go for it um, version of that. So um, we might be working that up soon. And then other than that, I've been working on website stuff because our website kind of went haywire today. Oh, gotcha. And I saw that you had posted uh, on the group that you had been working on some uh, holiday tunes and whipping out them three cent chords. I was they 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 were the they were the buck fifty ones you know your major sevens and your minor sevens and your nines and whatnot um, yeah I'm I'm prepping three hours of acoustic uh, Christmas stuff Oof. and um and it's gonna be um, playing to a line of people of families waiting to go sit with Santa so I th- I'm pretty sure I can rotate my material maybe three times during the day yeah. 
Um, I don't actually need three whole hours of material because, you know, it's the kind of thing you fill, you, you got filler tunes that are, you know, the, the three chord jingle bells, whatever. But then the one that I posted on the, on the group, the Christmas song, Mel Torme, yeah. you know, that's just a, that's a, that's kind of a set piece and you want to not burn it too early and then have the line change and think you can't do it again. No, yeah, no, I'll be doing that one four or five times during the night. For sure. Uh, I am partial to the Nat King Cole version of that song. Uh, that is the one that played in my house and um, coincidentally played, not coincidentally, intentionally was uh, played in my dad's house. One of the things I did gotcha. when I got my turntables, I uh, I went scouring in uh, thrift shops and got a copy of the Nat King Cole Christmas record. Nice. And uh, just there's something about putting that thing on just like, it's it's like double generation nostalgia. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm that way about the family eggnog recipe. I saw you posted a picture of eggnog. I, we we need to sync up on this. I got to tell you something. Um, I am a fan of nog season. Uh, that's what I consider this this time that we're in right now. Yes, yes indeed. Um, I threw down on my uh, my National Lampoon uh, moose mugs, yeah. and uh, we throw down some nog. Um, now. A couple episodes ago, I had, I had started off with what's up, low carb dieters. Well, currently, I am doing uh, the the ketogenic deal, where you know you're looking at less than twenty carbs, twenty grams of carbs a day. Right. Um, two weeks, I'm down nine pounds. Dang. All right. Yeah. Take what you will. Um, also, I just I feel better and I'm sleeping better. That's a total aside. But we came up with a we found an, a a keto friendly eggnog, which is literally just like heavy cream eggs and like the spices without the sugar yeah. and to be perfectly honest i kind of prefer it especially with the bourbon um it kind of lets the bourbon do all the lifting huh. very pleasant interesting well the one i make is in no way ketogenic it's uh <laughs> it's, it's fully loaded uh and i've been making it since i could see over my granddad's liquor cabinet so it's um it's a three generation recipe and uh yes yes this is very much nog season that's it's um you know it's divisive nog i've turned a bunch of people around on it um, but a lot of people think they don't like nog, but they've never had, they've never had my nog. I think people don't like it because the ready-made nogs have kind of just ruined it. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, they're just not good. Horrible. horrible. I um, yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of the bottled and bond style whiskey, which is a, a whole mm. kind of a genre of uh, of hooch that is you know government regulated, but it's also typically really affordable. And um, I was at we were we were up in Chattanooga the other uh, last weekend, and I had. It's called Old Corn, and it was a $4 whiskey, and it was awesome. All right. It was awesome. All right, well. The thing about Bottled and Bond is that it's at least 100 proof, and it's aged at least four years. Like, it's regulated, so it's going to be fairly consistent. And Bottled and Bond whiskey, if you learn nothing from this episode, look, go to your liquor store. (laughs) This is your takeaway. This is your big takeaway, Bottled and Bond whiskey. Bottled and Bond whiskey. Google it. get, Get some information about it. But in but really, it is the it is the best kept secret in the liquor store. That and my fa- like the vodka that we always get is not the fancy stuff. We get the pop off in the plastic bottle. Mm-hmm. It's usually on the bottom shelf. It is the smoothest vodka that you can get under fifty bucks. Oh. and it's way under fifty bucks. It's like eleven bucks. Yeah, no, for a gallon. If I'm making <sighs> martinis and stuff, that's what I'm using. Oh, there you uh, go. It's. It's one of the only potato vodkas in that price range. So, but one of the things that's great about the ketogenic diet is one, bacon is always accepted, oh, and yeah. hard liquor is right. totally carb free. That's right. So I'm that's actually right. I'm having a lovely bottled and bond bourbon right 
now as we speak. I don't know why I don't have a glass of nog in front of me as we speak. It's, I'm, I'm wanting one right now, and I just don't have it. But I've right, got I'll nog. I've got yeah, nogs in the jar in the fridge, ready to go at a moment's notice. But I wanted. I just ended up drinking it straight. Look, so you got to do what you got to do. It's true. Well, all right. What are we talking about today? So, right now, thirteen minutes in, and we're all is you got to nog it off. Hey, we're yeah, we're, we're a couple of nog heads over here. Nog. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put our um, together. So, I uh, wanted to touch on one other thing before we kind of dive into it. Um, sure. I don't know if anybody hooked up any Cyber Monday deals or Black Friday deals. There were a lot to be had. I actually picked up a few music related things. Um, Helix uh, uh, Helix templates were one of them. Um, and a couple of other things, but um, I don't know if anybody saw, if you're on the uh, Cover Band Central page, uh, Steve just put out a book uh, called Cover Band Riches, and I will definitely yes. be picking that up. I want to read it, and we will more than likely be discussing it at some point. Yeah, I've already bought it. I haven't read it yet, but um, but uh, yes, I'm looking forward to seeing what he says there. He's a, he's a man of great wisdom. Well, and it's, it's always kind of good to see, you know, I, I'd been digging into YouTube videos about cover bands and and honestly there's not a lot of it and that's definitely something we could probably do something about um notwithstanding sure. um there's it, it's always good to kind of see what you're doing versus what other people have done and uh, i think totally. it, it would be a good resource so i'm i'm very excited to uh to check that out so if you haven't yep. checked it out yep. please do yep anywho so we anywho we kind of talked about this a little bit before we started recording, and we we discussed briefly um, earlier this week. And I'll let Dan kind of set up the narrative because I think there's a bit yeah. of a there's a bit of a, a, a kind of string of thought to it. But we want yeah. to cover creativity, and and um, that idea as the topic for this conversation is the result of eight hours in the car. So um, <laughs> maybe one of those kind of thoughts, but. What I've been noticing is that if I look at my life right now, I'm I'm just I'm just full up with gigs and ideas and concepts and um, just new stuff just flowing out of me, and and it's the kind of new stuff I'm interested in having flow out of me. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm you know, like I'm not a songwriter. I've written some songs in the past. It's not really what I'm interested in right now. But like marketing ideas and gig ideas and show ideas and um, ideas for how to organize my gear and ideas for. Um, you know, I'm just finding myself just really in the in a certain kind of creative zone. I, to give you an example, you know, I've been doing this um, live music, name that tune trivia thing. Um, yep. Third one is tomorrow night's. The theme is '70s, um, and I had this idea to promote it and uh, and Goose um, membership on my Facebook page by putting up a bonus question in a video on my Facebook page and telling people they had to come, you know, like my page to be alerted that such a thing existed. And so I did that the other day I played, um, acoustic, uh, give me three steps. And I, I asked said, you know, for, for a bonus point, come find me and tell me in what, here's a good question for you, Adam, this may be a bonus point for you in mm-hmm. what American city is that song supposed to have happened? Where, what town did you go to? If you wanted to go find a place called the jug. Ooh. Know? Well, um, they're from Gainesville, Florida. They are so. So uh, I, I haven't looked it up, but I would assume it would be some sort of Florida locale. It is some sort of Florida locale. In fact, the song theoretically, the band never really confirmed this, but in theory, it is a reference to a place called the Little Brown Jug, which is in Jacksonville. Ah. So anyone who comes up to me, well, and listen, now I've just given away the answer. So anybody who's coming tomorrow night. 
we probably won't have this posted by tomorrow night. Well, we might. I don't know. Um, I could. Point point is, like, I had this idea. Like, there was a cross promotion sort of thing that added a fun little piece to the game, and um, and so I just went ahead and did it. And it was like uh, yeah, a little bonus. And then I had this idea, like, um, the only gimmicky thing missing from live music trivia. The only gimmicky thing missing is karaoke. Ah. So what I'm going to add, I'm actually going to set up a second mic, and if you get you know, two out of three of the points on any song, you win the right to come up and sing it. If you want, you don't have to, but you know, I, I could have a second mic up there for people to come and belt along. You know, I'll help them through it, and I'll have the lyrics on the iPad in front of them. Can you know, just send the hate mail to us about that. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, so people will be prepared and taken care of, and I can you know guide them on it. But um, you know, that kind of thing, and 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 so then, so I. I take all of that and how that's all feeling. And, and, and by the way, I'm really um, having the same experience at work and, and in parenting and like just a lot of things that matter to me. I'm sort of, I'm, I'm kind of feeling like um, <laughs> I'm in this job that I've never done quite this before. And I said to my boss the other day, like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm doing a lot of it. You know, and <laughs> if you need to stop me and redirect me, that's cool. But like, I'm just going to take initiative because, um, you know, so going to meet my team in Knoxville, that was my idea. Nobody sent me, but it was like, that's where my people sit. I need to look them in the eye. And so I went and I spent a couple of days with them. So contrast all that with me <laughs> three months ago. <laughs> yeah. We have some evidence on this podcast of where I was at three months ago. Yeah. Check out coming clean. If you're, uh, if you're oh, curious, dear God, right. And, and you know, and I was, I was, four or five weeks into being unemployed. And, um, and my first thought when I became unemployed was like, wow, all this time I could do so much. I didn't do a thing. I yeah. sat on the couch, I binge watched some stuff and I job hunted to the degree that I needed to, to find this job. And, um, and so it's just really, it's striking to me how much, um, creativity and energy is, a momentum based thing and how yeah. much, you know, inertia is, is a factor because time's not the factor, you know, the, how, you know, how many times have we said to ourselves, all of us, you know, Oh, here's this great thing, but I don't have time for it. I don't know. I'm starting to consider in my life. Maybe that's just not true. Maybe it's not a yeah. function of whether I have time. Maybe it's a function of whether I can, you know, whether in all honesty, it even matters to me. There's a lot of stuff yeah, that I have priority, an idea yeah. to do. Yeah, that's just like, oh, that's a good idea. Somebody should do that, but it's not going to be me. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I lie to myself and to others about like, oh, yeah, no, boy, if I had time, I'd really, no, I don't think so. I actually don't think so. I think it's just, you know, if, if I'm honest, it's just about that's a good idea, but it ain't going to be me. Um, and and then how how hard it can be to get, motivation up when motivation's not up mm-hmm. and 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 I look back with a lot of um sympathy for that me you know and and for anyone who finds himself there or who has ever found themselves there I mean I've I've never had anything like a diagnosis of depression but I can get it you know yeah. um cuz cuz um once you're a couch potato it's the boy it just it took everything to get up off it and and now that I'm going somewhere that excites me every day and doing things that are interesting. Suddenly I'm just, I'm just alive in a way that I, I wasn't then. Yeah, I can definitely, that definitely resonates with me because, you know, I'm kind of in the same boat, new job, new stuff. 
in an element that I'm not 100% comfortable in and kind of excited about the prospects. Yeah. I'm playing it a little bit differently because I'm not in any sort of, um, I don't have any sort of authority managerially or over a team or anything, but there's things that I'm kind of observing and taking note of and going, these are, this might be, you know, valuable to address later on. So kind of like taking kind of mental notes about things that could be improved, but, you know, still respecting the organization and the processes that they have set up and just kind of knowing that there are things that, you know, can be changed. The thing that, you know, that you kind of touched on about the the physics of creativity, that there's some sort of inertia to it. Um, It is one of those things that can kind of be manufactured to a certain degree, but it's more of like a, a muscle to flex. Mm-hmm. So it, it is one of the things that when you kind of start down that path, creativity begets more creativity. And it doesn't necessarily have to be focused at one thing in particular. It can be kind of split in all different sorts of ways. Yes. Um, you know, I have, I feel like over the course of the um, the series of these episodes, I have found creativity in song selection. I have found creativity in uh, promotion. I found creativity in the marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, there's all different kinds of facets of those ideas. And, you know, part of the thing that we as band leaders or, you know, creators is kind of the, the excitement of the making something, just kind of making something out of nothing. Yeah, Um, absolutely. So much so that I actually felt compelled to create a, uh, another band, yeah, I was going to ask about that. <laughs> I, I did. I did that. You know, we had been doing the uh, the Fanny Pack Friday events, and I feel like it's a good product, and there's a good way to market it. And one of the things that I don't, I don't typically do is I don't talk about things that I'm going to do until there's some sort of physical manifestation of them, because kind of like the joking thing about the emo band, um, I don't want. I don't really want people to take an idea that I have and and do it. Right. That's that's me being selfish. But one of the things that I thought would be a good idea is um, if I really thought that the '90s thing was a was a good product and had legs, well, I'll just go ahead and make a, a Facebook page and and do some kind of tertiary branding. I just I like setting up. I like branding. That's just one mm-hmm. of the things I like to do. Uh, so I set up a, a page for a '90s band that does not exist uh, called yep. Can't Hardly Wait, like the movie. Yep. Yep. And I think it's a good, I think it's a good idea until Paramount sues me, um, <laughs> which they might or they might not. We might sure. never get that far, but that's fine. I just wanted the. First of all, I, I I couldn't find another '90s band that had used that name, and I was like, "Ooh, that's a good name." So I'm gonna go ahead and take that. Um, and I just wanted to kind of manifest it because that's another thing that really kind of bugs me is that if I, if I put something on paper or I put it out to the public, I feel compelled to put work into it. Right. So, um, but on the flip side of things that aren't even remotely music related, I've done things as far as I've, I've, I've designed t-shirts. I've got a threadless store. That's got a couple of things on it. Nothing, you know, crazy, but I saw somebody posted a, um, on Reddit, there is a, there's a, a subreddit called shower thoughts, which are just kind of like mm-hmm. random clever thoughts. Yep. And somebody wrote dad bods should be called father figures. <laughs> and so I made a father figure t-shirt and, um, I got one for myself and have 
sold a couple of them, but I just thought it was a cool idea. And uh, it just is a father figure in a cool font with a kettlebell on it. And I thought it was just kind of like a way of reclaiming that somewhat negative connotation. So, you know, if, uh, if you want a dad bod shirt that isn't, you know, so on the nose, you can get a father figure shirt. Uh, and I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll post a link to my Threadless store. On of course the, you will. Of course you will. On the show notes. Why not? Why not? Make a couple bucks, you know, for some uh, some Christmas gifts this year. But yeah, cre- but creativity is just one of those one of those things. It's it's kind of you know if you want to get I don't know new agey. It's like this stream that is is flowing constantly, and and the best that you can do is just do your best to kind of like tune into it. Mm. And and take from it what you will. Yeah. I constantly am bugging my friends with what I call bad ideas. <laughs> Things that like it's it's the whole concept of doing something that you don't think that that might be clever, but like I can't make money off of it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. One of the other t-shirt designs that I haven't posted but I've been wanting to do is uh Amsterdarn. <laughs> Instead of Oh, that's so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid, but but for you know, for those Southern Baptists who can't yeah, swear. No, I love it. It's I love it. It's, it. I love it the way I love Crystal Burgers. Like that's terrible and I love it. Yeah. Amsterdarn. Amsterdarn. I love it. And I've 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 come up with stupid websites. I own all of these URLs to sites that I'll probably never use. Yeah. Just because something struck me. Yeah. Here's here's one. Ten years ago. I was like, I wonder if sluttystormtrooper.com is taken. And you know what? <laughs> Oddly enough, it wasn't. Yeah, so you still have so that. You, know you have that. I bought it. Uh, I actually gave the reins to a friend of mine who who did something with it. I think it was like a it was a blog for a season. I don't know if it's still up. But um, yeah, sluttystormtrooper.com, you know, just popped in my head yeah. just one day. I came up with an idea for like an online word game, like a sort of a made up, made up, vote for the best made up word kind of thing. And I, and mm-hmm. I registered the domain name Lexaplexia, mm. which you know isn't a word, but the game's about not words, and uh, and it sounds like it's a wor- not word about words. So, yeah, I like that. I, I, I do still own that. I haven't done anything with it. I never implemented the alliter- it. Yeah, yeah. The alliteration is really nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see other other dumb ideas. Um, here's one, and. If you if you take this idea and you figure out a way to make money, I insist that I get at least five percent gross. But I was driving one day up the highway and drove past a um, a Panda Express, and I was like, "Ooh, Chinese food sounds good." I was like, "Wait, I'm driving. I can't eat Chinese food." And then it hit me: What if people would sell cones made out of like the stuff they make? egg rolls out of and filled it <laughs> with Chinese food. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a Kung Pao cone. Yeah. Like a, like a one, like a giant wonton cone full of like rice and saucy veggies and meat and stuff. I mean, that has, that has state fair written all over it. It does. But like, someone's like, Oh, you should do something with this. Like, I'm not going to like open a food truck, yeah, but it's such a, no, I feel like, like that's a good idea. You know, they're just there's stupid things that you can improve on all over. Some Chinese restaurateur needs to try that because that seems doable. And you could, yeah, you could revolutionize the whole thing. You could be a drive. Imagine drive-through Chinese. Yeah, game changer. It it, it would totally change the yeah the total game on its head would be different. Unbelievable. 
See, now listen, you wonder why you t- turn in, tune into this podcast every week is for million dollar ideas like that. It's true. Well, not like that. No, no, there, there are other ones, but maybe not that one. But yeah, between Amsterdam and Chinese food cones, I don't know how I'm not rolling you in it right now. Clearly, you need to register the domain name, the Amsterdam Chinese Food Cone Company <laughs> dot com. I have not checked. I may need to check if Amsterdam is available. <laughs> Amsterdam. Just one of those things you just pops in your head. No, it's genius. It's genius. It's stupid, but genius. Yep. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I don't have any, um, back, I mean, not to drag us kicking and screaming back to a topic, but, um, uh, like I don't have any big answers about creativity and how to spark creativity. Um, you mentioned sort of, uh, you know, getting something out there is a good way to sort of game yourself into taking action. Um, and that's good. That's good. Um, um, you know, it's, 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 um, I think I really noticed when I was, out of action a few months ago because that's so not my natural state and it was so jarring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, part of, part of, um, my thing and part of wh- why this job, you know, why I was chosen for this job is because like, I have no problem stepping out in front of something and leading it. Like that's sort of my natural inclination. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, like I said, like I'm going to take initiative to, have ideas and go do stuff. And, you know, I said to my boss, like, if you need to pull the reins on me, it's not a problem. My, my reins are pullable, but until then I'm just going to, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do a lot of it. So when I was out of, when I was out of commission that way, it was, it was really like, God, who is this? You know, um, do you, do, uh, do you have any strategies for like those times when like getting up on your feet is just tough? That's not really an easy question to answer because I, is, as weird as like this season has been for me, I, I feel very fortunate. Like the job that I ended up in just completely landed in my lap. A friend of mine um, thought of me, sent me a link, and and that was pretty much it. The the other jobs that I, I mean, mm-hmm. I was probably in the running for like five other positions, but this one just kind of like landed, and it was one of those kind of fortuitous, um, you know, if you want to call it divine intervention, you know, it, it could have been one of those things, but um. I'm not necessarily good at what I'm about to say, but I think if if you feel like you're in some sort of creative rut or you are trying to make something happen, I think you need to just get over the fear of it being bad and just start creating. Mm. Whether that means, you know, th- this this podcast was was kind of that whole idea. Mm-hmm. I had started writing a blog because I had been talking about a podcast and I didn't have enough material I felt like. So I just started writing. And like one day I wrote probably five articles and went back over the next couple of weeks and and kind of pared them down and added more content and, and kept writing. That didn't come from anywhere. It was just the the willingness to go, okay, open up a blank document. Let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. And that works with that works if you're trying to do creative writing. Um, if you are trying to write songs, if you were trying to come up with any sort of creative venture, I think there's bravery and there's strength in just the willingness to try. Yeah, There's definitely a part of me that feels like I, I'd love to be doing original music and the fear of it being not good and somehow affecting my 
reputation or brand as a as a musician um, has definitely kept me from from pursuing that. If I'm mm. being perfectly honest, yeah, that's interesting. I have I have, I have no interest at all in doing original music. I, it's not a thing that speaks to me in the slightest right now. Yeah, I've, I've done some, but but I but I get it. Like you know that that um, um, sort of the worst case uh, thinking, you know. Um, is a is a showstopper a lot of the times I, I know it is for me. Well, it, you know, it, it is just the that internal monologue that just kind of you know is like, well, what if it's not good? What if what if I don't know what I'm doing? What if you know people think it's stupid? What if I mean, there's so many there's so many things that could go wrong. Yep. But again, the the whole reason why I'm telling you about my stupid Amsterdam idea was because I was like. I had this. I I have a dumb idea, and a friend of mine was like, "Well, what is it?" I was like, <laughs> "I don't want to tell you." And he's like, "No, you should tell me," and and I did, and he laughed for like five minutes. He's like, "You have got to do something with this," yeah. and he was just persistent about it until I finally I did. I made a I made a design. I I, I didn't publish it, but I I sent him something. Just just the the exercise of executing just felt good. You know, I think it goes hand in hand with what we were talking about uh, the last episode that we did together, which was just being willing to do the work. Yep. In in the um, just the the courage to to step for just take one one step and then take another step. Yep. All right. So I so okay. So so I'm going to give an assignment to our listeners. Okay, I love it. I don't often do this, but in fact, I've never done it. But um, any of you who sort of relate to that, like paralyzed place or, or not sure what next place, or even just sort of, um, even just sort of not engaged, not active. Um, here's my challenge to you. Get out your guitar and record yourself playing a cover. I don't care what, and post it on the cover band confidential page. Yes. I don't care what it is. We should do it too. We should. I will. I will. I will do one too. I will find some time this week to do that. Yeah. Just cause you know, the, the, the other thing that I find it, you, <laughs> it's really interesting. I hadn't put this in terms of being in a rut, but you said that earlier and I was like, Oh, cause I've, <laughs> I've been in some ruts and I've, I've got some, I've actually got some skills around rut busting. And mm-hmm. one of, one of my practices for getting out of a rut is to connect with people. Yes. You know, I've, I have put myself in three months of guitar lessons Sometimes just, you know, and I'm, you know, played guitar for a really lot of years, but there've been times I've been like, God, I'm just, I just am stuck in the same stuff and I just need some new, I just need a new brain to come and knock into mine mm-hmm. and, and find a teacher and like learn the freaking you know, um, uh, some crazy scale that he wants me to learn. Cause he's a, happens to be a Ingve Malmstein fan. And I, you know, I'm going to learn all that stuff. And I'm never going to play it. I have no interest in that music, but Man, learning some new stuff and getting new things under my fingers opened up a whole new, you know. I started, um, I started tapping in the blues. Yeah, which I'd never considered. You, you can do that totally. There's no reason you couldn't do that, and and um, but I'd never crossed my mind to do that before, and it opened up a whole new thing. Billy Gibbons says it. Yeah, I started stealing a lot of stuff from Billy Gibbons, and he, you know, I, I I've stolen in sort of phases through my life. Billy Gibbons was yeah. fairly recent. I think the term is copping licks. Copping zaps and licks, yes, yes. Um, um, I'm not going to explain that. But any of you who saw that um, and enjoyed it like I did, good for you. Um, point is, you know, like, come knock your brain against ours. Put something on the Facebook page that is like doesn't even have to, like. I challenge you not to worry about if it's good. Just, just you know, connect with us about it. Yeah, 
I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah. And and as far as creativity goes, it doesn't have to be like some grand thing. Yeah. Look at your existing look at your existing uh, systems and your existing workflows and and think about what you could do to improve them. It, yeah. it, it could be as simple as that. Right now, I'm I'm debating on setting up a strict rehearsal rig that doesn't have to leave our rehearsal space. That's good. You know, maybe getting like one of those Behringer XR 18s and, and, and a headphone amp um, that just lives in our rehearsal space so that we don't have to worry about wireless mics or wireless in-ear packs or setting up or tearing down or any of that stuff. It just lives there and it stays up and it is what it is. That's really um, smart. I'll tell you, I am, I am working on a, a um, probably not a new PA, you know, speaker piece, but I bought a Behringer notebook. Uh, sorry, Soundcraft notebook mixer, um, yeah. little tw- twelve input guy for one hundred and thirty bucks, and a new small cable bag, and that's going to be my acoustic traveling rig. Nice. Um, so I don't have to bring out the six U racked for you know if I'm going to set up the, the PA speakers. So same kind of yeah. thing, like just thinking about how I'm going to you know this, this acoustic stuff is a little new, but I got a steady gig and I've got more booked, and I kind of need to have my hands around how I'm going to get there, right? Yeah, kind of invest in that that side of the business. Yeah, and I have that really well thought out for the band, but I just haven't thought about it for the sort of lighter weight stuff. So um, yep. I got a big box from Sweetwater I need to open right now. It's staring at me. Oof, jealous. There's candy in there. Uh, there is, and I can't eat it because it's got sugar in it. That's right, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, I'll have some nog and yeah, uh, eat it. Eat we it can nog you. it out. There you go. Good stuff. Yeah, you know we're we're in the process of kind of wrapping up some of the um, some of the video stuff for our promo, and um, been back and forth with the our bass player who's been wrapping that up. Uh, purchased some title packs and some things for Final Cut so that we could kind of judge it up a bit more. And we've been back nice. and forth on notes on like what the words are going to be, and like there's just all sorts of different things that you can you know that you can do to kind of just tweak something. You know, we um we got that galaxy light that goes behind the kick drum head. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was something that was just kind of like a good idea. It's actually actually <laughs> we already had it send it back. Um, it, it worked the first gig, but the uh, the trigger stopped working. So oh. they've got a lifetime warranty. So we're we're getting that in, that messed with right now. Good. And even this week, our drummer texted me. He's like, "Hey, this setup isn't working. I'm thinking about doing X, Y, and Z." I'm like, "Go for it." You know, there's just there's so many there's opportunities to be creative in your own lane. You don't have to necessarily be the person in charge. You can find ways in your own lane and in, in, in the part that you play to flex that muscle yep. and to gain, you know, for me, there's something very satis- satisfying and, and self-fulfilling to be creative and to, you know, accomplish something that you know you you hadn't thought about a week ago or you know didn't think was possible. Yep. There's no energy like it. Maybe, maybe stage energy is similar. Yeah. But you know, I feel like stage energy is kind of just the manifestation of the creativity. So you go and you do all this creative work and then you execute it and you get the thing. You know I, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right about that. I think you're yeah. right about that. It it is like come come look and enjoy this thing that I have laboriously prepared for you. <laughs> hey, everyone. Yeah. Come see how good I look. Yeah, yeah, and how much uh, yeah, and how effortless how effortless it is. 
Yes. <laughs> How effortless it ap- disappears. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Man, th- that was a really um, uplifting conversation. There you go. The conversation about creativity has sparked creativity within myself. Excellent. Excellent. Feels and, good. And, and let's have that. Uh, looking forward to seeing people's uh, uh, turning in their assignment. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I'd love for our page to be full of of uh, phone shot, crappy cover videos. Totally. Not, nothing would make me happier. Totally. I'd be delighted. And I'm. You know. I, I hope Dan is listening. I hope all of our all of our regulars are listening. Charlie and I just want to see them all. Me too. And if you if you're jealous that I didn't mention your name, then you should post, and then maybe we'll we'll mention your name. That's right. That's right. Or hit the Patreon. Yep, we are still accepting patrons. Um, we've got we are closely hitting our uh, our storage limit on our platform currently, and uh, we could use a few extra bucks to buy us a bit more room. So, um, or if you want to be one of the one of the things that we had talked about um, as far as tiers go is. Um, doing band reviews and kind of coaching and that kind of thing. Yep. It had occurred to me again, another creative thought that perhaps we could give a couple of those away for free. Yes. I had to talk about them on the podcast to kind of see if it would be beneficial and maybe to incentivize people for, uh, to, to try it out. I had the same thought. So, uh, if that's something you're interested in, you can, um, hit us up on the Facebook page, email us at coverbandconfidential at gmail.com or just, uh, throw some money at us on Patreon so that we can continue to, uh, generate this content and, uh, help you guys go further faster. There you go. I think that was a great episode. I can't wait to uh, hear it when I finish editing it and then putting it on <laughs> iTunes and listening back to it again. Exactly. This is one of maybe five times I'll listen to this one. <laughs> Yeah. All right, well, I'll go ahead and call it for this week then. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. And in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 33. Have a good week. Bye.